and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined today by my two extremely lovely co-hosts. To my right, it is the one, the only, Uncle Sam. Hello. And to my left, it is none other than our very own Mr. Zolo, Mike Palazzolo. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to Ian. Great work. Shout out to intern Ian. Great Intern work. baby Ian. What a fucking what a fucking great weekend. If you don't know what we're talking about, you need to check out our socials, which you should already be on. But Instagram, tip balls, TikTok, tip balls podcast. We have our uh recap from this weekend's Lion Seahawks tailgate festivities on there, uh featuring baby Ian. So you need to go check that out. Um what did you think of uh Ian's escapade downtown? I liked it. I liked his interviews. I thought it was uh very entertaining. Very entertaining. If I had to pick a favorite, I think the the flag guy. Flag guy was up there. The guy who kind of looked like you was up there. Okay. He was talking about the aliens. I think that was uh he was one of my favorites. It was it was a high it was a the a lot of high points in there. It was a great weekend. The guy singing was definitely worth it. The guy singing was awesome. Rap. He just he just got after it. Um How was everyone's week? Are you happy Good. it's Friday? Are you TGIFing right now? You're not? No. Why? No. Because for working men, there is no weekend. That's it. I never have weekends <laughs> off, dude. I get one day off a week. That's it. That's it. What are you going to do with your Sunday? Oh, watch football. Amen. So wait, you work six days a week at at, at uh, Randazzo's Incorporated? Yes. Do you have like, do you, do you do 40 hours? or do 1984. You, oh. No. How many hours is it? Oh, yeah. Actually, his we checked the other day. His his start date dates back to 1983, so well, this is his 40-year anniversary. What are his weekly hours? And what does he get for working 40, 40 years? Nothing. What, what do you get for that? Quick, a quick way to the box, bud. <laughs> quick trip to the box. What kind of box are we talking? <laughs> oh, he already gave uh, me the instructions. Not pine. Burnt. He wants it to be pine. With, with about seven, yeah. make seven layers casket, right? of lacquer, well, and lacquer I, on it. Am I correct in assuming you're going to make your own casket when the time Absolutely. comes? Absolutely. Yeah, and then I'm the one who gets to douse it in gasoline and shoot the flaming arrows at it after we set correct. it off. It has to be set to sea and sh- mm-hmm. shot with flaming we'll arrows. We'll on Sam's pontoon. The pontoon's long gone. I figured we'll just take it to... Uh, just take it to um, Uncle Peter's house, throw it in off the backyard, and just send it out into the oblivion. Shout out to yeah, Uncle Peter. Yeah, Shout out to Uncle Peter. Just shoot the arrows right at it. Zolo, how was your week? I was ready for it to be over. I'm ready for game day. Uh, so, yeah. So, you guys are headed back down to the game again this weekend. Uh, excited? Not as excited? What's yeah, the deal? Ex- excited. I, I think there is a lot of overreactions and a lot of underreactions all at the same time. And I just know that... Most fan bases are freaking out like fan base. The fan base here is freaking out right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, you've got to be kind of freaking, you're freaking out. out. Yeah. Uh, you're a Chicago Bears fan. You're sure you're a Chicago shit freaking Bears out. Fan, uh, yeah. You're you're sounding the alarm at the you moment. You really think Cincinnati fans are freaking out? Yeah, I, I do I this time because Burrow's injured. Year. No, Burrow's injured this time, though. Yeah. So Burrow might not start this week. We'll get into all that. He practiced. He did practice. He practiced. Okay, that's big. Um, but first, before we do all of that, I think we need to talk briefly, because I don't know how much there is there, but briefly about last night's Thursday night football game uh, where the New York Giants went to San Francisco to play the 49ers. 
Uh, 49ers bested the Giants in that game, 30-12. to 12. I did get a little revenge in that game because I did have San Francisco at minus 10.5. So, got a little Yeah, they almost there. blew that. No, they didn't. Yeah, there they was... did. They were dog shit. <laughs> Go ahead. You can start I it off. Anything. I thought they were going to cover, to be honest with you. They they did. You were, they you were did probably cover. a little nervous by the time the fourth quarter rolled around. They covered Never the number question. that we talked about Wednesday, which was ten, and they also covered ten and a half. They covered Correct. both of them. So I think my prediction in that game was what was it a thirty-five to nine? So I wasn't too far off. Yeah, it was well, not it's not obviously that off. one team was fucking sadly, sadly, just decimated as far as players go. They don't look like the same team without Barkley. I mean, I'm I'm. If you're a Giants fan right now, yeah, you got to be on the cusp of suicide. Are, are we? Are we at any point going to point a finger at Brian Dabble? Because I know he's very loved in this basement, but like at this point, what? what I was. This has been. Ba- you have a forty to zero loss, and then you have a thirty to twelve loss on your record, and twenty-one nothing or whatever it was to the Cardinals. At, to the Cardinals and Josh Dobbs at the half, and you miraculously make a comeback. I'm sorry, Daniel Jones looked like dog shit last night. He looked like Patrick yeah, he didn't look like the guy that, that played last week. That's for sure. No, I mean, uh, twenty-two for thirty-two for one hundred thirty-seven yards and a pick. Granted, I'm giving the credit on that not to Daniel Jones being as bad as that shows, but San Francisco's defense again being really, really fucking good. On the other side of it, we had a very nice quarterback performance out of Brock Purdy. Yeah, can I take it from here? Have at it. <laughs> Uncle Sam. Yeah. I was I was thinking of you the entire night last night cuz I somehow I somehow watched that entire dog shit game. But yeah. and and this is this is kind of a hot take. You guys are going to attack me. I Tom Brady's my goat for a different reason. I just think you can't argue with the rings and all that. I'm a Michigan fan and I didn't think Tom Brady was crazy skilled, but you know what he was? He was efficient. No one dink and dunked better than Tom Brady ever. He made every big throw that he that he needed to make. Of course, there weren't a lot of, other than that Randy Moss era, there weren't a lot of downfield big throws. Most of it was within 30 to 40 yards. But he made every throw. And Brock Purdy reminds me of Tom Brady playing on those Patriots teams with good defenses and some weapons. Holy shit. And, just, I'm, and I'm not guaranteeing anything. I'm not calling him Tom Brady, but he's doing everything that they ask him to do. But Uncle Sam... That's not the point. Besides the fact that he's never lost a regular season game that he started in. Let's just throw that out the window. I'm going to give you some stats real quick. Brock Purdy is the third youngest player in NFL history to throw for 700 pass yards, four pass TDs, and have zero interceptions through the first three games of the season. That's been done two other times. Or I'm sorry, it's been done before, but the two other people that were older than him when they did it were... Patrick Mahomes in his 2018 MVP season and Lamar Jackson in his 2019 MVP season. So what will it take? And and I don't listen, if you want to stick to it just like I stick to the Chicago Bears, that's fine. But what will it take to get you to buy into Brock Purdy? I could show you clips just from last night alone of how efficient he was. Purdy's stat line last night, by the way, 25 for 37, 310, two touchdowns, and a 112 QBR. Against the playoff team. What did he throw for? 25 for 37 for 310, yeah. two touchdowns, and a 112 QBR. Okay. 
I'll let you collect your thoughts. Are you ready to just? <laughs> are you ready to own it yet? Oh why? Own it. Well, oh, listen. Well, I mean, you get out. You don't of have your... to own it yet. You don't have to he own it. Yes, win a Super Bowl. Okay. Period. What? What? He has to win a Super Bowl. What do you mean he has to For win? Me to give Super... him any credit. He has to win a Super Bowl. You're you're going the Trent Dilfer route on this. He has to win a Super Bowl. Okay. Even Trent Dilfer fucking won a Super Bowl. Can we? Hey. God can bless we, Trent. Can Dilfer. we do a couple of comps? Brock Purdy is better than Geno Smith. Yes. He's asking you. I'm asking you. I no. I, what, what are you asking me here? I'm asking I, I'm not you. on the Purdy wagon. Sorry, it's dude. It's not about being. I, on the I Purdy. see him play, and and to me, there are plenty you could of put guys a you don't like. behind center of the fucking 49ers could do the same thing. There's a lot of guys you I don't, don't like. You're you're pretty you're a pretty big Raiders guy, and that nutless monkey that the Raiders acquired, uh, Jimmy G, didn't do shit. Jimmy behind, Jimmy behind Garoppolo, the 49ers. and I remember this specifically. When Tom Brady got benched at Kansas City, yes, got benched, Garoppolo came in and tore it up. Okay. I mean, we're going to sit yeah. here and talk about that. That's Joe Burrow got benched in that's week all, that's one of this year. That's all I'm saying. So, you know what? Listen, you Patriots say what you want to say about two, Garoppolo. Two, two he, he can ball when he wants to. Garoppolo, a good-looking guy. He don't need football. He can do a lot of things without it. Well, true. He's got the looks. So you're not willing to give any credit, <laughs> any credit to that Brock Purdy performance. To Brock Purdy? No, he just managed the team. That's what he does. If I showed you a highlight reel of some really insane needle-threading throws that he made just from last night, okay, would it change your mind? No. Did you watch no, this the is, game? I've seen him This play. isn't a logical yeah. or, yeah, or rational game. hatred. Yeah, I watched the game. It's, it's the same as the Cowboys hatred, which I hate the Cowboys as well, but he grew Listen up in me. an era where you were two, trained. Two of the That's greatest true, throws I've ever seen. His favorite player ever is Joe Montana. Two, two of the greatest throws I've ever seen. So, none of them are Joe Montana. None of them. Two of the greatest throws I've ever seen. Eli Manning in the Super Bowl to Mario, Mario Manningham at the sideline. Go blue. Probably one of the greatest throws I've ever seen. Agreed. Agreed 100%. Greatest throw I've ever seen. To ass punch fucking Tom Brady, not once, but twice. He did ass punch Tom Brady two times. I remember both of them. Anyways. What's the other throw? I'm sorry? What's the other throw? You said there's two of them. Uh, Doug Williams against the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl. Uh, some other... he, he had one pass that was just fucking incredible. He was real nice. Some other stats from last night's game. Christian McCaffrey, 18 rushes for 85 yards and a touchdown. Uh, just, just enough to keep keep the defense off balance. Just uh, enough. He had five receptions for 34 yards as well. Debo, six for 129 and a touchdown. George Kittle, seven for 90. Uh, on the Elijah Mitchell actually played last night. Uh, 11 for 42 out of him. On the other side of the ball to replace Saquon Barkley, uh, the Giants signed Matt Breida. Who they gave the ball to four times for 17 yards and a touchdown run. He looked good on the touchdown run. I'll he looked great on the touchdown run. But I, I don't remember TD seeing run. much else. No. Uh, Gary Brightwell was the other running back. Four for five. What's a Gary Brightwell? <laughs> Fucking no. I don't even know. Uh, as far as catching the ball for the Giants, Darius Slayton, three for 32. Uh, Gary Brightwell, two for 31. How, how come Darius Slayton always shows up in the fucking stat lines? Because he's all... Everybody hates him. 
Dude, because they don't have anybody else. I mean, here you go. Yeah, these... but this, this guy's been on the, on the roster for eight years, yes, but just... and his name is always in the stat line. But I guess I'll bet you he's available in every fantasy league. Well, because he most of his games are three for 32. Okay? I mean, if you look at the pass catchers last night for the Giants, Darius Slayton, Gary Brightwell, Paris Campbell, Wondell Robinson, Darren Waller, three for 20, Daniel Bellinger, Matt Breida, and Isaiah Hodgins. Yeah. yeah, Darius Slayton's the only name out of that, and Darren Waller, obviously, that yeah. stand out. But to wrap this one, because I can't imagine, I don't know how we spent this much time on it, San Francisco's defense. I, I really- don't think Brian Dabo's a bad coach. I just think that uh, they have a, a vast lack of talent offensively in their line and at receiver. Their their I, offensive I mean, line is decimated with injuries. So they can well. do something about that, they're going to be – Talk shit. In terms of pass catchers, wouldn't you say you, you tell me what you prefer? Do you prefer this team with Jalen Hyatt and Waller, or do you do you prefer what they went to the playoffs with last year? I, this, I just think they, they've they've gone yeah. through an eight year stretch where they they've just had such a lack in talent since Beckham Jr. left there. They haven't had a a wide receiver of his talent. Why? Since he's left. If you're why is Hyatt not playing? Yeah, it was weird. His snaps regressed, especially he had a big game on Sunday. Right. And his snaps went down, it seemed like. Why is he not they did playing? go down. I think he only had like 13 snaps or something like that. It, and if you're fine, if you're Daniel Jones, the only true athlete, like top-tier guy you have in this receiving court is Darren Waller. Why are you not hitting, at least attempting to hit? He was Darren Waller's targeted five times. You've, you've got to get that number up. All right? I mean – Otherwise, you're just it's a it was a waste. Granted, I thought San Francisco's defense looked awesome last night. I thought they looked great. They did exactly what they needed to do to win. I am so in on just pouring gasoline all over Uncle Sam right now that I'm willing to say that I think the Niners in their current incarnation have looked better than the Eagles and would probably beat the Eagles if they played today. I think we'll see, it'll be a long season right now. Right now. I said if, right now. If I had to bet right now on the Super Bowl, it'd be a Frisco Miami Super Bowl. Yeah, that's fair. Or Frisco Don't, Baltimore part two, round two. Ding, ding. AFC they goes through Kansas City. 14 or something. The AFC Eagles goes through Kansas City still. Oh, they might. They, they for sure play each other. I don't know yeah. when they play, but the Eagles and the, uh, the Bruce. The, why do they call him the tugboat? Because he's a tugboat. He's just. Because he just looks Where like a tugboat. They, yeah. Where did that come from? He looks like a human version of a tugboat. I Bruce. saw a Snapchat from Shpatim from five years ago. It's you and a... Uh, let me see if I can find it. Yeah. <laughs> what, wore, Bruce and a Speedo? I wore a chicken outfit. Was his head shaved at that point? That was about the last time I shaved Yeah, head. might as well have been. Oh, wow. You were thick as fuck then. You, in, were, you were a brick shithouse. You were a brick shithouse. Anyways, moving on. Uh, should we get into Sunday? Do you want to start with the Lions or end with the Lions? No, I want to do college football first. Oh. Brief brief college football. Brief college football. All right. Take I got people up. lighting up the chat right now that love Coach Prime. And Let's... I want and I want to talk about the Colorado Buffaloes and I want to get Uncle Sam's thoughts. Uncle Sam, you were able to watch Prime in his prime. Tell us what you remember. About Deion Sanders? Yeah. Best cover corner ever. Or not you... ever. Do you remember watching him at Florida State by any chance? Uh, I remember a couple of games of him at Florida State. I, I think his game went to another level as soon as he came into the pros, just because he was so electric. I mean, returning punts and 
And he would bait quarterbacks better than anybody I've ever seen. He would bait a quarterback to throw at him. He would out purposely take five, six yards and let a guy get by him. And he had closing speed like nobody I've ever seen. Do you do you put him like is he in that echelon that everyone thinks he's in as an athlete for you? Because you're a tough well, cookie. Do you have him in that Mount Rushmore of like this is one of man? The- he played pro baseball too. I mean, people don't don't remember that. I remember him playing football and baseball in the same week. He played in the World Series and played in an NFL yes. game in the same yeah. week. For you, is it him or Bo Jackson? Uh, to me, there wasn't many guys like Bo Jackson. There wasn't many guys that could do what he did. But, you know, his reign ran short. His reign ran short because of injuries. And uh, I think that uh, is the reason why you don't see Bo Jackson at the top of the list for greatest players to ever play the game. Nobody ever mentions Bo Jackson because he didn't play long enough. Okay, so what do you think of Coach Prime, the coach, before I, excuse me, Deion Sanders, the coach? I'll I'll tell you this much. If I I had a son and and I was sending him to school and I sat across from him and talked to him, I I would absolutely buy into what he's selling because he's old school, man. And uh, he learned how to play football from some very good people, very good coaches. And uh, that translates into the guy who he is. One thing about Deion Sanders, you see the flash, you see the Gucci and and the Jerry Curl. That's what he was when he came out from Florida State. But he's a very smart guy, very well-rounded, and he he has values. Believe it or not, he has values. He's not a he's not a. I know he comes off as a punk sometimes, but he's not. He actually, not. to me, he doesn't. Um, well, he had he. When he was playing, it was a different animal. When he was you playing, know, it was different. Gone. Everybody jaws. Dion, the player, jaws, was a lot everybody different. Everybody talks. Yeah. But De- Dion loves the game of football. That's one thing that has never been questioned. And he's actually, I think, doing a great job in college for one of two reasons. People are buying into him. He's a great motivator. Now, you know, he's been training guys for the NFL for quite some time. He had his own uh, teams that would go over to the combine, and he would teach kids how to prepare for the combine and how to prepare for the NFL. And this is what a lot of people don't know. He's been doing that for a long time, and he runs his camps, and 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 these kids love him. I'm with you, Uncle Sam. Um, I'll be honest. I have a little bit of fatigue over everything that's gone on in the last month for Colorado. I'm pretty annoyed, and they also haven't really played anybody. Last week, so the numbers that they did last week, it it was the most watched late-night 10 p.m. kickoff game ESPN has ever had. Correct. It was that's that's how crazy Colorado fever is right now. And then the shit talking leading up to it. Coach Norvell for Colorado State was the glasses, the glasses the and the hat. Like it was it was just perfect. And then the game the game lived up. Yep. And it went into overtime. College overtime is outstanding, by the way. And I, I just remember yeah, sitting the there at the Lions game, that. pissed off. But they also like you got to you got to get grounded. And and I I remember that week one, Dion was a twenty one point underdog, and then won against a good TCU team that was in the national championship game last year. A, t- a team that really lost a lot of lost a lot. NFL, TCU too. might not be as good, but but Coach Prime wasn't supposed to win. They weren't supposed to win three games this year, and they weren't supposed to be bowl eligible. They've won their three. Um, 
Last week, though, he turned over fifty-one players on a roster. It's it's a lot. It's that, a lot. That's but, unheard of. But the, this is this is something that I want on record: is his son Shadur is has become one of my favorite players to watch in college football in a long time. Again, he hasn't played anybody, but I'm watching this kid make throws. And he makes some massive throws, some really, really big, tight throws. And he's pretty good as a decision maker, too. I knew who Shador Sanders was because I followed him at Jackson State or whatever it was, Jacksonville State, and uh, just watching him because it's, it's prime son, you know. But what we haven't learned about in the offseason, we're learning now, is, is Shador is now right up there with Caleb Williams. It's still probably Caleb Williams one, but Shador's two or three, not far under that. And Michael Penix is Michael there. Penix is outstanding. He's also fun to watch. That's who lit Michigan State up last week, by the way. Um, what do we think of? You mentioned it. If you have a kid, where would you want him to go play? You'd want him to go play right now for for Coach Prime. You would, you're, you're seeing this go on, and it leads me to two things. Where does Dion go next? Obviously, he's probably going to coach at Colorado this year, next year. However long he has Shador and Travis Hunter. A lot Hunter. of people think he's going to the NFL. I, yeah. I personally don't think so. I could see him taking a bigger college job before he goes to the NFL. Yeah, I don't I don't And and for the same reason you said it, the the molder of young minds, I could totally just see him peeking out at college. Like just his peak is yeah. is taking on a big SEC school. And if well, he great I, Florida I don't State think he would want to go to the pros regardless. You know why? He wouldn't want to deal with guys like him when they came into the pros. He doesn't want to deal with that. That might be a part of it. He he want he wants to deal with 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 kids that that have heart that want to play. You don't want to deal with a bunch of millionaires and deal with that bullshit. It's not him. You know it's not him. He's been there on both sides of it, so he knows. See, he's he's got a he's got a leap up on a lot of guys, dude. When you think about it, even a lot of coaches. He's smart enough to bring in coordinators that that buy into what he wants to do. That's number one. That's that's huge. He has really good coordinators. He is a motivator. He realizes that a head coach should be a motivator, not a a just an X's not an X's guy. and O's because that shit doesn't work. I will say, I think as far as what you said, as far as a motivator goes, I mean, there's few people you watch this guy talking to his team. And there are a few, few people that get you going like he does. Listen, I, I, down to I watched science. this guy roll up in a wheelchair after they just cut half of his foot off <laughs> and stand up and walk in front of his guys. That was like Jesus walking on water. Some Willy Wonka shit. Exactly. Um, I think that – I don't think he's an NFL guy. I don't I, think I don't, he's I don't an think NFL he wants guy. to deal with Matt, grown men. I could he see – He wants to deal with young men – that that are on their way of of being successful. And I think that means more to him than coaching a bunch of guys that have I, I think he does already it. have. He does it because he wants to correct teach. And, and at the same time he wants to win, but he also wants to teach. I could see this Colorado situation, like Zolo said, this year, next year. I don't think Colorado's the end point for him. I think like an LSU, a Florida State, something like that makes sense. And honestly, I don't see Brian Kelly lasting at LSU forever. So might not, might not, might not, might not. And so I think that's an option. And honestly, that Colorado State game—they should have won that game by more, and they dropped one spot in the rankings off of a win. But there was so much emotion going into that game. If you watched it, I mean, these guys wanted to kill each other. It was constant fighting. It got so chippy 
This week, they're at Oregon. Then they go to play USC after that. If they come out of those two games one and one, and this team starts out the year four and one with a loss to USC or Oregon, that's what more can you ask for for a team that won what? One game last year? He's completely turned the program around. A program overnight. that Mel Tucker left in the dust, by the way. In the dust. Uh, I want to piggyback off of two things you guys have said. Um, the first, Uncle Sam, you nailed it with Dion. He's not an X's and O guys. In fact, his his offensive coordinator, Sean Lewis, came from, I think, Kent State, if I remember correctly. And he didn't get fired, and he did some damage at Kent State. That guy's going to get looks for some big jobs, including Michigan State. Michigan State's going to look at Sean Lewis as their head coach. And he's got four, Dion has four NFL players on his staff, too, including himself. And it's excellent. And I could just see, like, that's, I agree with you. He's going to have guys pro ready. Uh, James Houston from the Lions is a Dion think, guy. Think about this, just to throw this in there. I don't mean yeah. to interrupt it, but uh, the Detroit Lions staff was the same way. Yeah. At one time, that's what it reminds me of. NFL players. No, on, most, on most of their current staff, except for Ben Johnson, played in the league. Correct. And, and I think that matters. He's daily. Yeah. Who left for his own reasons? And on, but on college game time, day, on college game day, they were. T- Deuce Staley, by the way, was replaced by another NFL player too, and they also right. brought in Dre Bly this offseason, who played for the Lions. Um, on college game day, Dion was harping about how uh, their their GPA is the most. It's the collective highest GPA in the history of Colorado football. And they're there's they got like Dean's list guys, and everyone's over three right See, now. See, this is this is what other people don't look at. He's not over there just trying to build a football factory. He wants kids that are smart kids. Trying to build a fucking graduate. Trying to build men. And this is why I agree with you guys on why he won't leave college. I Mm -hmm. I think I think there's a scenario where if he can maybe coach Shador in the pros or coach one of his kids, that's a different story. Or if there's a good opportunity for him in the pros. But one of the reasons I think he won't leave college is it goes back to the argument we had in Mel Tucker two weeks ago. College coaches are the judge, jury, and executioner. And he's not only the big man. He was already the big man on campus in Colorado when he got there. He's the big man on campus in college football right now. Agreed. He's he's doing insane things in college football that college football kind of needed. Kind of needed. It didn't entirely need another ego, but he's been good. And why would he leave the opportunity to be – the highest paid person on campus, the most notable face on campus, and then when you're the recruiter, you're the GM of your team. Correct. So so why would he leave that behind to go pro where you gotta work with an owner, you gotta work with the and, management, and you know, general nobody, manager, uh, the lead honest with Roger you. Goodell. Let, let's say let's say you're a family and you got a kid that's a uh, very good prospect coming out of high school. Good Christian you boy. You got Deion Sanders who comes and sits in your living room. And lays it all out for you. Lays out college sports and pro sports in general. And gives you an insight to where no other coach can do. And that's what sets him apart from these other guys. He's been there. He's done it. I will High level. Hall of Fame. Been there. Knows the game in and out. That is going to put you in a position where a couple years back, top player in the country, Signs with Florida State and bounces and goes to Jackson State. Travis Hunter. Goes from a Division I school and and one of the top draft classes in, in college football and bails and goes to Jackson well, State. That's and that's gonna be his that's gonna be his wheelhouse. Exactly. Because there's ever he can recruit with anybody. 
He could sit down in the same room as Nick Saban and recruit head to head. He's just got to sit down and smile. It's not better. Right. He's got if that not smile better. that he's got. Yeah. There, there, there's, there's two things. Two guys have, have uh, really got a one-way ticket that can get you to another level. One is Nick Saban because of his track record and his championships. You go play for Alabama, odds are you're going to go pro. Well, Kirby Smart's quickly getting towards that. And a lot of those Saban kids yeah. on defense from 2009 till, till four or five years ago were Kirby Smart kids, too. Kirby Smart well, was his, yeah, but one of his I, longest tenured assistants. Jim Harbaugh's got a one-way ticket for the NFL every year it's, because his brother's a fucking coach. It took Jim okay? Harbaugh a second, but now last night's a great example of Jim Harbaugh. Ronnie Bell, touchdown catch, yep. looked, looked great. Uh, Jake Moody was on Showcase last night. I know he's a kicker. But, uh, yeah, Jim Harbaugh over the last couple of years has put on a little bit of a showcase. Right, you go to Michigan, guess well. what? You got a one-way track to mm-hmm. the NFL. It's Whether it's playing nec- for the Baltimore Ravens yes. or somebody else, it doesn't matter. It's not necessarily guaranteed with the Ravens. It's 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 the fact that he runs a pro-style program. Correct. He preps you properly and teaches you what to know. And, and the yield is there with Michigan football. The yield has been there since Harbaugh has taken over. He's got some really successful Harbaugh, pros. Look at Jim Harbaugh. He's a good motivator. Past that, yeah, he's a shit excellence and old guys. He's trash at that. He's not a fucking good. But he knows how to bring uh, in uh, the right guys to correct. And he did that. He did that at uh... the best coaches. The best coaches are the ones that hire great coordinators. He did that at San Diego. He did the same thing at Stanford when he was at Stanford. And mind you, it was only a few years both of them programs. But he turned it around. He made them relevant again. His coordinators would go on to do something to you. No, it doesn't doesn't hurt when your fucking quarterback is Andrew Luck. Too. Yeah, but David Shaw was one of his coordinators who was rumored to the NFL for a while. He finally got fired, and then um, yeah, I, I think Greg that. Roman was I, at Stanford. I can't at one believe point Shaw too. never got an NFL job. Yeah, I think he's I, at I, NFL Network now. That by to the way. me is, you know, and the Mel Tucker thing, and that that sets a lot of the shit back too, because you know now. People, it's hard enough for African-American coaches to get a fair shake, and I will say that. And it it is because, you know, look at Eric Biennemi. Still, for some reason, this guy's been a coordinator for fucking 15 years and still hasn't got a head coaching job yet. People are watching now, though, on him. They're watching now. They're watching now. Why? Why? Because he's got a team that's what? 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. They improved by almost 15 points a game. The team he Correct. left has gone down in points per game, and now people are watching the enemy. Yeah, and you had half the team revolting on him and going to the head Hold coach on, hold on. He had interviews, and yeah. he was also like the top candidate for three years. And there were there were issues because he got he got second interviews. There were issues with the enemy. I know he's got some yeah. character issues in the past, but I think there were bigger picture things as to why. But I know what you're saying. People are watching. It's hard enough for Amer- African-American show- coaches. And then when you have a guy like Mel Tucker do what he does. Yeah, three and, steps and, forward, and ten steps back. basically loses his job. And now you know why Tucker needed to get fired, Listen by the to way. me. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with mixing the personal life into that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, that's just go. my opinion. That's just my opinion. He got fired for basically a technicality. He's like O.J., he got, he got fired on a technicality. That's it. That's it. You know what I'm saying? You, you, it is what it is. It's all hearsay regardless. All this shit is hearsay. Her against him. You know what I'm saying? And they turned it into a media circus and get rid of the guy. They did. The school did it. 
The school wanted out of his contract. I don't care what anybody says. They can fuck off with all that because I'm not playing that fucking game. I'm not. I'm not playing that game. We all know what it is, okay? They were losing because if they would have won, they would have won. They'd be fighting fighting hard for him had they won. If if they were undefeated right now, do you think any of this would be in the spotlight? It, it would be it, in the spotlight. It would 100% no, no, be in the spotlight. I, I'm serious. Dude. It would no, be in the would, spotlight. It would be in the spotlight. But he but wouldn't lose his fucking job. Agreed. He would That's the be, only difference. Yeah, they'd suspend him indefinitely. They I would suspend him. Would be, they would slap him on the wrist, and he would take a... What? What is that? What did he just spend? Three games? They would suspend him for three games. The school would do it. It would they wouldn't wait for the NCAA to do it. It would be a little different. I think it's maybe... Bullshit. Again, because it's, because it's Michigan State, he'd still it'd still be massive. If um, this was Jim Harbaugh, yeah. if this was Jim Harbaugh put in that same situation, because he's a weirdo too, <laughs> you tell me right now, would you have fire him? No. No, I think I I don't think so. Is and that nor would right? the fans call for his head. Is that right? No. But you exactly. Need to, you, you said it yourself. You need to keep in mind that it's Michigan State, and you need to keep in what, mind. What does that got to do with it, anything? Because, because, the history. because I'm not they, doing this again today. They unlocked them. <laughs> I want to bring it back on Coach Prime. You you said something really nice. Oregon and USC coming up. Mm-hmm. Those are probably two losses for him. Could and be. on top maybe. of that, Washington's maybe. You on never the, know. Maybe maybe they could pull some shit. But Washington's going to be on the docket. Yep. Utah's going to be on the docket. This is somehow the Pac-12 is off to one of the best starts in the history of college football for a conference. They have eight 3-0 and teams, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Prime is one of them. Colorado's one of them. So we're going to really find out how good Shadur is. We're going to really find out how well of a coach Deion Sanders is. That's a great one at, at 3.30. They don't play Washington. They don't play Washington. So they escape that. If they Hypothetically, let's say they lose four games. Yeah, that's a good year. That's a him. great year. For that's him. a great year because they weren't supposed to be bowl eligible. They weren't Correct. even supposed to win three games. And I he's believe won they his already three. won more games than they won last year. They won yeah. one game last year. And he's one game. He's one win away Two from off. passing Mel Tucker's win total at Colorado too. So he's yeah. at Oregon, at home against USC, at Arizona State, winnable. At home against Stanford, very winnable. At UCLA, that's tough. UCLA is good. At home against Oregon State. Oregon State's been pretty good. At home against Arizona. Should be winnable. At Washington State. That's a good team. And the year at Utah. That's a good team. That's that's a tough end of the schedule right there at Washington State and at Utah. Mm-hmm. Regardless, he should be bowl eligible. Oh yeah. He's he's done it. He's he's very good at captivating the spotlight and good for Coach Prime. I agree one thousand percent. That uh that whole situation there actually that 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 sparked a lot of people's interest back into college football. Like me personally, I haven't watched as nearly as many college football games in the last couple of years because I've been so hyper focused on the NFL as I have this year. I've watched every Colorado game this year. That game Saturday night was awesome. You and awesome. everybody else has awesome. exactly. You and the whole country has. That's have. what I'm saying. He. I, I don't remember that's... anybody watching Colorado football Fuck since no. fucking uh, uh, what's what's his Cordell name? Cordell Stewart. Huh? Cordell Stewart. Cordell Stewart. Yeah. Shout out to the nineties. Hey, President Baker's in the chat. Oh, God. Shout out to the president. Should we get into our picks of the week? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Uh, We are going to start out in Cleveland, where the Tennessee Titans are coming to town to play the Browns. Cleveland is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under in this game is 39-and-a-half points. Uncle Sam, break it down. I'm going to take the under. And? I'm going to take the Titans to win this game. Holy shit. 
Okay. Um, I'm going to disagree with you on both fronts here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the over in this game. Uh, I saw a stat earlier that the Browns have allowed more, or I, excuse me, Tennessee has allowed more yards to the wide receiver ones of the two opposing teams they have played this year than anybody else. So I'm going to be the one to say that I think Amari Cooper has a huge game this weekend, and I think that the Cleveland Browns... Amari Cooper always has a huge game. I think that the Cleveland Browns win a close game by more than three and a half, so I'm going to take Cleveland to cover, and I'm going to take the over. I, I do, Everybody knows how I don't like Tennessee. I fucking can't stand Tennessee. I think Ryan Tannehill is awful. Dumpster fire, garbage level shit, but Cleveland's not that good either. So when you have a not that good team playing a not that good team, but one can actually throw the ball, but can't run it anymore, it's going to be the Derrick Henry, and it's going to be the Amari Cooper show, but I'm going to take Cleveland and the over. Yeah, not not the Amari Cooper show. I think the Deshaun Watson show in general. It should be. This should be his week. Um, oh, I'm, Deshaun Watson, that, that Tennessee front's a little better than I thought they were. Don't want to hear it. I, okay. I'm going I'm going the under because I just don't think either of these offenses are that good. But I, I like Cleveland, and I like them to cover as well because I think it's going to be a very emotionally charged dog pound. Can you bark for me, Uncle Sam, real quick? No. Come on. Will you <laughs> just give us the fucking bark? Just <laughs> <laughs> make sure you write my pick down the right way. <laughs> um, I got it. I like the uh, I, I like the dog it. pound on on Sunday. I think I think it's going to be emotionally yeah, charged after Nick Chubb, and that was that was a big game for them, that, and that, that they choked in prime time. Um, so I think the crowd's going to be into it, and I just like Deshaun Watson after starting a Twitter burner account and talking shit to everybody. I think he's going to have a big game because he knows he has to have one. If you don't have a big game against the Titans, you're going to find him at the nearest massage parlor. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't have said it any better myself. Uh, yeah, Bruce went with Tennessee, too. That's how you know you're fucked. Anyways, uh, moving on. So they say. The New Orleans Saints are heading up to Green Bay to play the Packers. New Orleans, or excuse me, Green Bay is a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Over-under is 42-and-a-half. And by Green Bay being a favorite in this game, it finally shows me something. Everybody has officially bought in on Jordan Love, as I think they should have. Um, Uncle Sam, what do you think? I, it's this is a pick. I'm here. This is a Honestly, tough yeah, game to figure it. out. It's not for me. I'll start. I'm, I'm going to take uh, the Packers in this game. Good, good answer. And uh, what is it? Was he over one and a half? Forty-two and a half. Forty-two and a half. Is there going to be six touchdowns in Shit. this game? I think there could be. I think, I think there, there be. might be as well. I'm going to go over. Uh, I'm going to take Green Bay by one and a half in this game. Uh, New Orleans is 2-0. and oh. I respect New Orleans. Uh, I'm starting to buy. They're going to put some points up too. They're going, right. They're going to score in this game. But I think Green Bay, Green Bay's hitting this, this right is, now. Uh, this is to tell you, I, I'm not trying to be uh, against him or anything. But this will tell you where he stands as a quarterback. To be able to go against two, this is a really good defense. Probably the best one he'll go up against so far this year. I, I agree with that. So we'll um, see what happens. I think Green Bay is gonna is gonna squeak this one out. I'm gonna go over in this game. I'm I'm with you on the defense, Uncle Sam. I think I actually think New Orleans defense is no joke. I think Dennis Allen's doing a great job there, and they're not talking about it. That's enough. why they're two and zero. That's why they're two, that defense. That's why they're two and zero. 
Um, I it's it's the Packers' home debut. It's Jordan Love's home debut, and he's given the, that fan base a lot to like at home <coughs> to start to start his career in, in, in uh, at Lambeau. Oh wait, he he may have started a game there two years. Regardless, um, I like the under. I don't think the I think these are two decent defenses, and I don't think the Packers are going to be feeling good defensively after giving up thirty five to the Falcons last week. And the Saints' defense is or the Saints' offense just doesn't move the needle for me. Um, oh, but well, next week that could all change. So. It could, it could, but yeah. I like the, uh, I like the Packers, but I, I like them by a touchdown probably, but I yeah. like, I like the under for sure. Yeah. I agree. I, I think next, next week when they get Elvin Kamara back, it'll bring another dimension to their team. It might take a week or two. It, but it, yeah. It might help them out. Yeah. Next up, we have Denver heading down to South Beach to play the Dolphins. Miami six and a half point favorite in this game over under a 48. This is easy. Uh, this one is easy for me. I'm taking Miami minus six and a half in the over. The last time these two teams played, it was a shootout. That's what I'm saying. Uncle Sam, what do you think? What's the over under? 48. I'm going to take the over on this game. I'm taking Miami. I think Miami wins this game. All right. Yesterday I said what? I said San Francisco would win by 17. I think Miami wins this game by 21. Yes, I did. Just said they recovered a 10. Okay. I like Miami, and I like the over as well. Uh, but I also I, – I don't think Russ has been that bad. Yeah. I don't and, think – And I either. think they could muster 20 points on Dolphins' defense. I just really? I just really think that Dolphins' offense is going to muster oh. a lot of points. And they're at home. Well, I, I will say this, though. I, I mean, this is probably the first stud defense they've met so far. Who? Miami. Listen, I don't know. I don't know if you're back in the Vaughn Miller days, but I don't. I wouldn't consider this Broncos defense a stud. I, I defense still think anymore. the Broncos defense is really good. Yes, but a stud. They do defense. a lot of shit, and it, it's hard to get yards on them. Real, real quick, the the uh, Dolphins tend to have a really good home field advantage, as in particular in the first two months of the year when it's still warm. As you know, they added the canopy to whatever they're calling that stadium this year, Hard Rock Stadium. Is it still that? Seminole Heart. They added a canopy. The way the sun shines in during the game, it exclusively hits the visitor bench, and there could be a 40-degree difference in sidelines. And I don't think, no pun intended, I just don't think the Broncos are going to be able to handle the heat. I don't either. Yeah, If you see it, that's online. It'll be 85 on the Dolphin sideline in the shade. And on the away sideline, it'll be like 122 degrees. It's fucked up. They got all the fans with the water, the little spritzers and everything. They're fine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, uh, this game, I would like to, uh, I would like to give this game a tagline. This is going to be the highest scoring dumpster fire of the week that we have seen in a long time. It's Lions Falcons? No. Oh, the Chargers are going to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Is Kirk easy. Cousins is what playing time at is one it? o'clock. Kirk Cousins at one o'clock. Kirk Cousins throw for 350 and two touchdowns. He might throw for 450 and two touchdowns. Uh, Minnesota minus one, over under of 54. Zolo, you want to start us off here? Yeah, I like the over and I like the Vikings. I just trust the Vikings to get that on track a little bit more than I trust the Chargers. And I think they're struggling without Eckler, uh, which is a surprise because Josh Kelly's typically pretty good. But he was bad last week. I just, I think the Vikings are going to have a Eckler little bit more firepower. They need it more. Right? Eckler is not playing. The the Vikings the Vikings need it a little bit more. Well, no, the Chargers need it more because their coach is going to get fired. But yeah, um, I I think the Vikings need the rebound a little bit more. 
and they will get it. They will get it at home. You Minnesota's know, I think always if, a tough uh, place to play. Uh, Stefanski goes 0 3 there in Minnesota. That his job ain't on the line. No, no, I, I don't. Think, really? I think yeah, really? because of what he's done, I think he gets another year. I but I did see a a theory that if they choke this game and start 0 3, that they're going to be all in on Caleb Williams, a quarterback in, in the general. They're going to be they're going to be punching a one way ticket to the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Listen, I'd rather I, have Penix. I picked the Chargers to lose these first three games. Win against Las Vegas, go into the bye week, come out, and lay eggs against Dallas in in Kansas City out of the bye week, which would essentially put them at one in five. If that happens, going into week seven, Brandon Staley's done. He's gone. Right at the end of the day, he should be Austin Eckler. The offense runs through Austin Eckler. He's not playing. Take Minnesota. I'm shocked it was only one point line. This might be before they officially cleared Eckler out. I'm taking Minnesota against every fucking part of my being. I'm taking Minnesota, and I'm taking, I think, the under, because I. it's going to be real close to 54. I just got that feeling you're going to get burned, and it's going to be a 49 or a 52, somewhere right in there. I'm taking Minnesota minus one, and I'm going to take yeah, the Minnesota secondary scares me. That's the only reason They're awful. why. They're fucking awful. Yeah, but you want to know I the mean, thing is, the Chargers have every big name DB that you could possibly fucking sign, and yeah. they're they're awful as well. But that the Chargers isn't a talent issue; it's a coaching issue. I don't know how Brennan Staley still has a job. Anyways, I I don't know. We were on that a long time. I'm, out, I'm taking the bike. I mean, Bruce, this, we're gonna have to even pull up all the receipts from the summer because we're hitting on a lot of stuff. Listen, that we hit up in May and June. The Brendan Staley take. That surpasses you here. That goes into last season. I do remember you guys saying it last year. That I goes into last it. season. I remember you guys saying it last Uncle year. Uncle Sam's going to be awfully torn here. The New England Patriots <laughs> are heading to MetLife <laughs> Stadium to play the New York Jets. New England is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under, I think this is the lowest of the year, 36-and-a-half. <laughs> And you want to know the fucked up part I, about it? What? I'm inclined to I'm take taking the, the over. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm taking the over right now, and I'm taking the New England Patriots to win the game. Um, I, I actually do think the Patriots just they, – they have enough experience to dink and dunk their way through this. I, I, just, I, I just think that obviously Mac Jones is a better quarterback than – Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson. I mean, I'm a better quarterback. I, I mean, Zach Wilson. I, uh, Brock Purdy is better than Zach Wilson. Oh, I, I mean, if, if we're gonna go, if we're gonna go there, shit. if we're gonna go there, I, I think that I, nothing against Robert Sala, but it's Bill Belichick. Amu Bob. That's Amu Bob. You're talking about. You, you, you know what's? I, I don't know what that means. Be but, careful. Uh, it means Amu Uncle. Bob. It means Uncle Bob in Arabic. I got some I Arabs in the chat that are watching. That. Yo, yeah. shout out to Arab Fantasy real quick. Thank you. Okay. Um, Bill Belichick is is this is going to be his thing right here. Start winning games in the division. That's that's their key. He takes the Jets seriously too. Yes, I I yeah, like the well, Patriots. He used to coach there. I like the Patriots, and I and I also I like the over two. I I do think the Patriots are going to have enough. Um, and this is the Zach Wilson shit or get off the pot yeah. game. Like, do they? Do you want to start one and two with Zach Wilson? Is that is that what you're going for? I, 
I can't take the over in this game. It's fair. I'm taking the I can't over. Do it. I, I I think the Patriots can score some points. This really is do. this is going to be this is going to be like a 17. Because this is what's going to happen. Zach Wilson's not going to be able to sustain any kind of drives. Okay, yeah, but they'll get the nine Jets' points. defense is like, going to be on the field, fucking probably more than any defense. This let me week. let me stop you. Let me stop you. Bill Belichick has always feasted on bad, inexperienced young quarterbacks. He doesn't. And, and he might and lose some of those better. games, but he doesn't choke them away. He's gonna. Be, he's got enough tape on Zach Wilson. I'm sure he's not worried at all about Garrett Wilson, and I'm sure he's minimal concern with the whatever the his, hell Brees Hall. His whole concern, I can, and, I can uh, tell you right his now, his, his game table. plan right now is to stop Brees Hall. That's his game plan right now as we talk. He wants to stop the run. And as many as he can stop the run and put all those guys in the box, it's going to make Zach Wilson try to throw the ball. That's exactly what the Dallas Cowboys did. That's what he's going to do. 17-9 final. I'm going to take New England and the under. That's petrified dog shit. <laughs> That's, yeah. Interesting. 17-9. Next up, the Buffalo Bills. Are heading to the capital city to play the Commanders. Buffalo's a six and a half point favorite. Over under is forty three. And why is this game kind of interesting now? It's kind. This game is somewhat mildly intriguing. Bills fans think they're going to the Super Bowl if they take down the Commanders. Yeah, fucking a. Um, here's the thing, Josh. It has. It's the Bills can't fucking lose to Washington. Like they can't. Right, Josh Allen can't lose to Washington. Josh Allen can't go out and have the fucking dumpster fire game he had against the Jets. It's and I don't think it's gonna happen. I love Washington. I love what they're doing, and the future is bright. But the Bills are gonna win this game. I think they will win this game by at least a touchdown. Uh, this forty-three over under. I think we're gonna hit the over. I mean, what's the spread? Buffalo's six and a half. I'm gonna take the commanders to cover. I yeah, I'm I'm with I'm you. Take the commanders to cover. I'm with you. I'm gonna take the commanders to cover. But it's gonna be a backdoor. They're gonna have the ball towards the end of the game, yeah. kind of cover. I think Buffalo soundly soundly wins this game. I like the. I over think they two. win too, but I I just think the commanders can cover that six. Yeah, I do too. I, do. I it's gonna happen towards the end. It's gonna be a push at the end, trying to keep it going. But I I also I like Buffalo. I don't I don't think they're gonna choke it away. I still think the Bills are a decent team, and I don't think the Commanders are decent despite their start. Um, it's gonna come down to which defense wants it a little bit more, and I think the Bills D is gonna rise to the occasion. But I I buy into everything the Commanders have done from a scoring standpoint. I actually do. Um, I just I don't think that this is the sh- they're not ready yet. They're, they're starting to get balanced because Brian Robinson had a great week last week, and I, they're starting to get some balance going. And once they do that, they're going to be a hard team to contend with. Well, especially with their front seven. Are you Commanders in the over as well? I'm sorry, Commanders to cover the six and a half and over, but Bills to win outright. Bills Correct. Win outright. You know, I was gonna. I, I you made me think about something at least if. Uh, they did. They did a great job against Josh Jacobs last week. I mean, they won thirty-eight. Yeah, but you you said it yourself. It's the Raiders. I, I mean, you're the one who I, thought I, the Raiders I, were going to be a playoff. Hold on team. now. I, hold on now. I I will say this, and, and and I'll tell you this right now. I think the offense of Washington is better than the Washington of the Ra- than the Raiders' o- offense is. I think they're more balanced. I think they have a better offensive line and a better running game. Agreed 100%. The Commanders are just all around a better team than the Raiders. I, I just think offensively they're more balanced than the Raiders are right at this point right now. Because the Raiders' offensive line, they can't block anybody. All right, let's they can't move on. run block for shit. 
We're going to talk about a divisional game where Houston is heading to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. Jacksonville, eight and a half point favorite over under a 44 and a half. Jacksonville has disappointed me slightly this year. Um, they haven't had like that real good, like come out game yet. The come out game. I mean, they beat Indy by 10. They only lost to Kansas city by six or was it eight. Um, I think that this has the opportunity to be their come out game. But at the same time, I think Houston's going to put up a shitload of points. I'm going to take the over in this game without question. The eight and a half kind of worries me. I'm taking Houston in the over. Okay. What was the number? Eight and a half. I, I like Jacksonville, but I also like the over. Uh, I, do. I think I'm watching in real time. The Texans get better. I love what Stroud has done. I love They're what They're back through for 300 done. yards last week. Yeah. And if 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 um, if Anthony Richardson can drop, what did he drop? It was twenty one thirty one week one. Yeah, I think if yep. Anthony Richardson could drop twenty one, I think Stroud could probably match that as well. Um, but I I I, buy, I think Jacksonville needs a big bounce back they game. Do. And they need to win. Big. They're going to cover this like they covered the first one pretty nicely. So I, I like Jacksonville with the points, and I like the it. only thing that scares me is a few of the secondary injuries with with Houston. But I think if they can overcome it's that, six to eight weeks on Derek they can, Stingley, they can reel it in and, and talking about. keep that game within eight points. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Jacksonville, Jacksonville should, for all intents and purposes, Jacksonville should win this game by two touchdowns. They have to. Ja- if Jacksonville is the team we thought they if were, they come out blow if they them are out, who like we thought they right were, now, then they're for real. They've got to win this game and they got to win it big. So, oh, I'm taking Jacksonville in the the over in case anybody. Okay, I'm taking Houston. Written down you taking Houston in the over to cover? Yeah, yeah Andy to cover in the over. Yeah. Yep. Next up, the Indianapolis Colts are heading into Baltimore to play the Ravens. Gardner Minshew will be starting behind center for the Colts as Anthony Richardson is dealing with some injuries. Baltimore eight and a half point favorite over under a forty four. There's a lot of injuries in Baltimore, by the way. There's a, OBJ is not playing. Um, hold on, there's a whole slew of them. Obviously, so Justice Hill's not playing. J.K. Dobbins is gone. Uh, Marlon Humphrey's not playing. Your guy, uh, Adafe, isn't playing. They have some injuries. Who? Owe, Adafe Owe. Oh, the end? Yeah. That's all right. It's going to be the, uh, what's his name, the kid from Michigan? Uh, David Ajabu. Uh, David Ajabu show this show week. Now. Yeah. Whoever's um, got him, play him. This, play him. This you got IDP, easy. play this guy this week. This is easy for me. I'm going to take Baltimore, and I'm going to take the under. I don't know, man. Eight points. I like Minshew. I like Minshew. I like Minshew because he came right in and they played at a good level with him. What, well, what is it again? What are the numbers? Eight and a half and 44. Uh, I like Baltimore in the over. I, I think the, the Ravens. The over? I like the over. I like oh, over the 44. I, I just think that um, I think Baltimore can come close to hitting it themselves. I think this this screams like a game where they drop yeah, like they 30. Could, they might be able to get to hit that 40 themselves. Yeah. It's this, I, I think the Lamar's only thing that worries me is in. no OBJ. Mark Andrews still fucking he's not healthy. He's getting better, and and I just think like Bateman's coming on. Flowers has been outstanding, and I just think Lamar's he's working towards it, and and I like where Balt the direction. I like the trajectory. What scares me right now? Baltimore has not put their foot on anybody's neck yet. This is the game. In my opinion, this is the game. I think this is the game. Well, ninety-two percent of the money is on the over, so I okay. Guess, well, I'm going to do this. I'm I guess take, I'm off on that one. I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to I'm going to take the Colts to cover. 
Oh, Jesus. What? Mary and Joseph. What? How many of these? You've taken three dog shit teams to fucking cover already. I'd say he's going to hit on one of those. Though. One. Great. I'm, one. I, I, hey, I'm taking the Colts to cover. Not to win, to cover. How'd you know I wrote that down? <laughs> How'd you know? You that? had one of my picks wrong last week, and it ended yeah, up you the, what you wrote wrong. down at the top. It was the Falcons one, and it ended up being the one you put down for me. Ended up being right, so I don't want people to think and that I picked was, that if right. It was the first two games. I didn't know what you said because I was writing everybody else down. So Sam filled in for that. You're right. I'm gonna take Baltimore in the under. I'm gonna take Baltimore in the under. I don't know why. You should probably take the over. Ninety-two percent of the money's on the over. Take the over, but I'm gonna take the under. Uh, next up. We have the Carolina Panthers, and uh, who the fuck is starting at quarterback for the Panthers this week? Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. The Red Rifle. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Why? What, what happened? Uh, uh... He's out one to two weeks. He's a little banged out? up. Yeah, he's I didn't know up. he was banged up. Yeah, he's, he's banged up. I mean, when you're, you know, 5'10", 145, when you're Garrett's size, eventually at some point you're going to get injured. <laughs> so Carolina's going to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Uh, Seattle's a five and a half point favorite over under a 42. I'm going to take Seattle in the under. I agree. Seattle in the under. Seattle in the under. Anything else? What's there to say? Uh, Andy I, Dalton. I think any pass catcher from Carolina is probably a great start this week. Oh, or, yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. From uh, Seattle. Seattle. Any pass catcher from Seattle. Carolina, uh, I, you know what? Yeah. I, I agree with you on the Andy Dalton thing as pass catcher for, uh, uh, mother for Carolina. Oh, God. He literally misspoke, and you're going to sit here and say, no, 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 no. In what no, role? No. Can I ask you a question? Who's Carolina's receivers again? There isn't any. I, I, I think <laughs> no? they're down to, like, Chark? just Thielen. I don't even know what, what's Thielen? going on with Chark. Thielen's but... going to have a huge game. He's going to build a rapport <laughs> dude, with dude. Andy Dalton. Oh, Andy Dalton's going to ass-hammer him with targets. He's going to have fucking 10 catches for 100 yards. God bless. I agree with him that you should take any Seattle pass catcher, even if, you know, you've had – Smith and Jigba stashed. This is the week to play him. Carolina's defense looks atrocious. This is the week Brian Burns is going to have a big game. I hope. Oh, yeah. I hope. He's questionable. He might not play. Uh, uh. They're, they're sitting everybody else, so God knows. Next up, we have the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Heading to Arrow had to play the, the Chiefs. Chicago Bears. Kansas City is a 12 and a half point favorite. Just say this one together. The over under is 48. No, you want to know why we're not going to say it all together? Because he's going to take the Bears to fucking cover. <laughs> Go ahead. He's got, he's got Bears face on right now. Yes, he does. It's Bear face. The Bear is going to take the Bears to cover. Come on, I'm waiting for you. What's the spread again? <laughs> Kansas City's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas City. Are you crying? The under. You're going to take Kansas City to cover? In the under. Wow. Zolo? I like Kansas City, and I also like the over. What is it, 44? This 48. Is, this is, 48. One, of those, this is one of those City showcase game, games. 40 to 2. This is one of those showcase games from a homes. I think it's going to end up being a showcase game, but therefore there's going to be a little garbage time action in the, in the second half. And in fields after the week and the comments he made, I just think that like he's going to step it up in the second half and try and put up some points. Nick Bolton's out. I know that means something to you. Um, Nick Bolton isn't there. Uh, counter the they counter. Got Willie Gay and they got Chanel that they drafted last year from uh, Wisconsin. Willie Gay is questionable. As Watch well. uh, Leo Chanel. All you guys, if you need a linebacker, Chanel. Leo Chanel. Don't tell them this. What? We don't we don't 
we can't give IDP advice on this show. Why not? Because we have going to come against you. Because we have people in an IDP league that we're in. Zolo, anything else to add on this? You want to um, talk some more shit about Chicago real quick? No, uh, Eddie Eddie Jackson's also out in that game, by the way. So it's just not. It's just. I think it's just going to be bad. It's oh not. It's God. not going to be worth watching. It's not going to be fun. But then there's. All you need to do I've, is take secondary people from the Chicago Bears this week. But you're going to. You're going to get twelve tackles a game. If you watch red zone, it's going to pop up a lot because I think there's going to be a lot of points in the first half from the Chiefs, a lot of points in the third quarter from the Chiefs, and I think the Bears are going to. No, Nick Bolton. You might be able to see. Justin Fields have a day running the football. No. Maybe, maybe I was thinking Seriously. that maybe, but I I still think that because that that's Chris the only Jones offense they're going to be able to generate. Chris Jones and Karloftis are are going to create enough havoc to where it might Chris be Jones a, be is a tough monster. Run. He's going to have to get out of the pocket and run away from him. Uh, I'm taking Kansas City minus twelve and a half and the over as well. Moving on. I took Kansas City by the way. I know I'm shocked. I would have taken Kansas City if they were sixteen point favorite. Uh, Dallas is heading to Arizona to play the Cardinals. Dallas, again, 12-and-a-half-point favorite, over under a 43. I'm kind of surprised that they're a 12-and-a-half-point favorite after we did see Arizona put up a shitload of points last week and play the Giants as tough as they could. Granted, Dallas beat the Giants 40-0. to That leads me to believe, especially with the Giants' defense against Josh Dobbs and God knows who, I'm going to take Dallas. I'm going to take the two big spreads, Dallas by 12 and a half, and I'm going to take the over in this game because it's uh, Dallas. Could, if Dallas scored six touchdowns, would you be surprised? Uncle Sam, what is it again? Dallas is a 12 and a half. Day. What in fucking 19 fucking the, Car- the Cardinals and the Cowboys used to be a rivalry. When the Cardinals you know that? St. That's Louis, and even you. Did you know that? I, I did. I'm going to take the Cardinals to cover. The Car- I don't know if you know this, Sam. The Cardinals are the oldest franchise in the NFC. They're actually the, technically the oldest franchise between all 32 teams. Correct. No shit. They were the Chicago yeah. something, and then they move, and yes. eventually they're in St. Louis. But the Cardinals are actually the oldest and franchise. I'm going to take the Cardinals to cover. I'm, cover that 12 and a half. I'm, I'm, I'm actually low-key with you. Yeah. Um, I like what's, Dallas's what's the offense. Spread? 12 and a half. No, the uh, I'm sorry. What's the uh, oh. total? Forty three. I'm gonna go the over. Yeah, same. I'm. I like the Cardinals and the over. I think this is one of those trap spreads. It makes twelve and a half makes sense for Bears Chiefs, right? That we could see the Chiefs having no issue just because they proved it. Are you, is this your way of saying that the Cardinals are a better team than the Chicago Bears right now? Well, yeah. yeah. We we already. I, knew, I believe that. We already knew that. We I already believe knew that. that. Um, Absolutely, but no. There's there's more to it than that. This is just one of those Vegas trap spreads where like we're gonna put a big number out there and people are gonna bite it because the Cowboys are have been playing well. But we think it's Correct. gonna be actually. I, I agree with that. I think this is one of those situations. Um, I love what Dallas's offense has done, and I think I think this is gonna be a sh- another showcase game. Their trajectory is gonna keep going up, and I can see them putting up a lot of points. But that number is like really big, and weirdly, the Cardinals come close at home, even though it's it's basically they're, they're going to get some garbage time junk scores. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm I'm actually kind of confident that they could cover that twelve. Yeah. Even though that Dallas is, I think believe, still believe Dallas has the best defense in the NFL as of right now. Tw- twelve and I a think half. They're better than the forty. You know, Diggs is done for the year, right? Yeah. Even that. You know what? Their front is so good mm-hmm. that you could. Stick Bruce back there, and he'd be able to cover anybody. So twelve and a lot, twelve and a half feels like not a lot for Kansas City. It just feels like a lot for the Dallas Cowboys right now. That's why I like I like the Cardinals to cover. Obviously, Dallas wins outright, and I like the over in that game. I'm gonna stick with them. I'm sticking. I think that uh, 
I think Dallas is going to have a big day. Next up, Pittsburgh Steelers are heading to Las Vegas on Sunday night football to play the Raiders. The Raiders are a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. The over-under is 43, Uncle Sam. Well, didn't go good for them last week. They still haven't been able to put a solid game plan together. I'm going to take Pittsburgh in this. I like the Steelers. I like them to win outright, yeah. let alone to cover that. Yeah. What's the over-under on that one? 43. I like the under. I like the under, too. Give me Pittsburgh to win this game and the under as well. I, yeah. I think I think this is the game where you're going to see Pittsburgh go here, and you're going to realize Vegas is actually trash. This is well, one of those is, old— When is Josh McDaniel's job going to be in jeopardy? He's after Staley. Yeah. He's after Staley. It's it's coming. Trust Who's me. getting it first, him or Staley? Staley? Staley will be gone. Staley. We predicted this exact sequence in the summer. At least I said it. It's Staley, yeah, then McDaniel. The Mark Davis is so locked in right now, especially on this fucker. He's so locked in. He's screwed right now. They're still paying coaches from like two years ago, three years ago. Look. The only one they got out without having to pay was Gruden. The fact that Staley still has a job boggles my mind. Because when you have as much talent as you do on that team, okay, at the end of the day, the Raiders have some talent, but, I mean, they're not the Chargers. And you're getting the same result. Better talent than the Raiders do. Outside outside Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. Well, yeah. And and Crosby. If you go (laughs) up and down the roster, I don't think anybody has a better – Defensively, my God, they should be a juggernaut. No, they shouldn't. Not, not, not the, not the Raiders. I'm talking oh, about the oh, 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 yes. Chargers yes. should be a top five yes. defense with the personnel they have, and they're garbage. One last thing on this game, I think Pittsburgh has a little bit of a coming out party. I think Najee Harris figures it out. I think George Pickens has a big game. I think this is going to be the little I, coming yeah. out party. This, for is, Pittsburgh. this is the game where it would happen. Yeah, I, I still think that that. Uh, they're going to go a little running back by committee. I think they really like the Warren kid. Well, they got two I, good running backs. I, I mean, yeah. if you got it, use it. They will both get time. I agree yeah. with you. Next up, the Philadelphia Eagles are heading down to Tampa Bay. Oh, wait a second. That's the 2-0. and oh. Wait a second. This is a Monday night game. I forgot there's two Monday night games. Oh. So we don't, we're not touching this till Monday. I think we should talk about it. Why not? Because that's what we talk about on Monday. So what? We could talk about it on Monday, too. It's a well, difference. Why would we talk about the same thing twice? we got to make your picks, Whatever. right? Whatever. Oh, you want to make our picks? Well, you can't. Last week, we didn't have the Monday Night Football games in the picks. It was just the Sunday games in the picks. And then I posted the Monday Night picks after our Monday show. So that's how we're going to do it. And we're not going to talk about the Monday night games because I like that. Start- what? And honestly, I want to know if Burrow's playing because I think that might actually matter. In this Correct. Game. Somehow way, that might actually matter. We about the Lions and the Falcons. Oh, my God. You're what right. What the fuck is wrong with you? I was saving the best, the best for last. You. I was saving the best for last. Holy shit. Here we go. Back at Ford Field. It's the 2-0 and Atlanta Falcons coming to town to play the 1-1 Detroit Lions. They're the short-handed. Lions- decimated with injuries at the moment. I mean, where do we even start? Montgomery out. Vitae out. Kirby Joseph, surprise, out. Uh, Amon Ra, very questionable. No, he said he's going to – when a player says they're going to play, 99% of the time they end up playing. Reynolds is questionable. They'll both play. I'm not worried about them. So, go ahead. Start it off. Um, What's the line? 
Oh, you want to start? Start. Okay. Uh, Lions are a three-point favorite. Lions are a three-point three. favorite. I've seen three and a half. Go ahead. Well. Are a three-point favorite in this game. The over-under is 46. Lions are decimated with injuries at the moment. I don't feel great about that. David Montgomery, as we said last week in the show, I think the offense kind of runs through him at the moment. And we don't know what Jameer Gibbs' usage is going to be. So that worries me. The other thing is, is Dan Campbell going to make some sort of bonehead error to cost them this game? And will he be able to compensate for that running game of the Falcons, which I think at this at the moment is one of the best in the league. I don't know if they can do all of that, but I'm not going to bet against the Detroit Lions. I'm going to take them minus three. I think that they ultimately win this game by a touchdown really late. And I think it's going to be a great game, a close game, and a really hard-fought game. I'm going to take the Lions minus three, and I'm going to take the under in this. I usually don't take the under against the Lions offense. But I just don't think this is going to be your typical Lions offensive day. Uncle Sam. There's so many key injuries. I, th- I think the biggest injuries right now is Decker. That's going to be a huge thing for them. I'm going to take the Falcons in this game. I think the Falcons got enough. Uh, their running game is for real. It's no joke. Uh, their defense has played well the past two weeks, and that's the reason why they've been winning games. And I'm going to take I'm going to take the Falcons to upset the Lions at home, and I'm going to take the under. I'm with you guys on the under, um, and I'm with you on the under because I just don't think the Falcons are going to score many points. I'm going to walk you through some numbers real quick. Um, week 11, 2022, Saquon Barkley, 15 rushes for 22 yards, 1.5 yards per carry. Week 12, 2022, Devin Singletary, 14 rushes for 72 yards, 5.1 yards per carry. That's not bad on this list. You're going to sense a theme soon. Travis Etienne, week 13, 13 rushes, 54 yards. Dalvin Cook, week 14, 15 rushes for 23 yards. Zonovan Knight, who's going to be playing for the Lions. But last year, week 15, he was playing for the Jets against the Lions. 13 rushes, 23 yards. This one we don't have to talk about, but Deontay Foreman had 21 rushes for 165 yards, but forget about that one. Well, um, I got a feeling that's what you're going to see. Week week 17, Khalil Herbert, five rushes for 31 yards. Aaron Jones, week 18, 12 rushes last for 48 year, yards. Mike, that's ancient history, bud. It's not ancient history because Isaiah that Pacheco, is. eight rushes for 23 yards in week one. Kenneth yeah. Walker, 17, yards for, 17 carries for 43 yards week two. Okay. The one thing the Lions okay. defense – does really well, no matter who the running back is, is they stop the run. Does it lead to other disasters? 100%. It can. And I could see a scenario where Desmond Ritter starts running all over them. I do think that they're going to correct it enough on the D-line to where they're not going to overcommit on the pass rushes. They're going to win their one-on-ones, even though the Falcons' O-line is surprisingly good. Um, I like the Lions. I like them to cover. I can't afford for to think any other way, but I like the Lions to cover. I like the under. I just don't think the Falcons are going to score a lot of points in either. this one. Jesse Bates has been a ball hawk. Jesse Bates the has best, played the very best nice signing. The reason why you're seeing the Atlanta Falcons with the record they have right now, Jesse Bates. That's fair, but they also got lit up by Jordan Love, and Jared Goff has been one of the most efficient passers in the league. For over a year now, he's that's a, true. He had a pick six last week, but he is right. extremely. And efficient. They were they were down pretty big in that game too, and they came back and they won that game. Correct, and that's, they won that game behind B. John Robinson. I'll be honest, I think that's the game of the week. Out of 100%. all these matchups, that's the game. One hundred percent. I'm taking Atlanta to upset the Lions. 
Holy shit. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. Those are the picks. Uh, Leon, President Baker just texted me, and he wanted uh, three anytime touchdown scores. So real quick, my three anytime touchdown scores for this week. Tyreek Hill. I'm going to go Jamar Chase. I think he finally gets one against the Rams. Gets it together a little bit. And I'm going to go Amari Cooper against Tennessee. Those are my three anytime touchdown scorers. With an honorable mention of Bijan Robinson on a three-yard run. Uncle Sam, give me your three. I'm just curious. My anytime touchdown scores? Yeah. Well, of course, Amari Cooper. <laughs> I will always take Amari Cooper every week. Uh... That's my guy. Zay Flowers. I think he'll have a big week, especially with OBJ out. I'd like him to score a touchdown this week. And I'm going to give you one more. Lamar Jackson to score a touchdown. Wow. A rushing touchdown. There it is. Zolo? Mine are. They're all guys that haven't really scored. Um, number one, I'm going to go with Najee Harris. Woo! I think Najee Harris gets on the ball because the Steelers find a way to establish the run. Number two, even though he's having a monster start to the year again, he doesn't have a touchdown, but it goes along to Brandon Staley Gate. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. I think he gets on the board for the Vikings this week at home. And number three is a big one. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. Don't say Kyle Pitts. No. Oh, okay. Close. Jameer Gibbs finally gets I in the end zone. Coming. I, I thought it was coming. Jameer Gibbs finally gets in. I think that the pressure on the Lions for not taking Bijan Robinson means that they're going to try and showcase Jameer Gibbs as much as possible, plus no Montgomery. So I think Jameer Gibbs could have two. I think he could have one on the ground and one in the air. Either way, I think Jameer Gibbs finally gets in the end zone. And if he doesn't, there's probably big problems here with Jameer Gibbs. You're going to see why the Atlanta Falcons took him at eight. Who's the best running back in the draft? They, Why? That was a steal. Why? Why? That was a steal at yeah, eight. It was. At eight. We will see, and we will be back. I, I was surprised that many teams passed over, and to be honest with you. Wow. We will be back Monday to break it all down. Who will be right? Solo or Uncle Sam? I'm just sitting somewhere in the middle. Bruce, anything to add? God bless Trent Dilfer. Any, okay. <laughs> Uncle Sam, anything to add? Well, Bruce just took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Zolo, anything to add? No God blesses. Go Lions. God bless uh, the Blazers. The what? The Blazers. Who's the Blazers? That's the team that Trent Dilfer coaches. Oh. The UAB Blazers. <laughs> Great. Nothing? I'm good. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Make sure to follow our socials, Instagram and Twitter at Tip Balls, TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. If you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music, check out our YouTube and remember to click subscribe. That way you can see us every week. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy a great weekend full of football. You will hear from us on Monday.